Hey guys, back on for the LipFit Trainer Education. This will be number episode 60 something. I'll let you guys say hi. Hey, Zach's here in the building. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Tara's here. We're still eating. And you're checking in with Jack Blahood. I am the GTPT. You can find me on Instagram at the GTPT or at your mum's house. <laughs> Just <laughs> going <on. laughs> Wow. Uh, all right, so just ignore that. To all the moms out there watching, we do apologize. <laughs> yeah, my number is 04. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so yeah, we'll go through today. Um, we'll start with your stars. We'll go through about the inclined stick with nutrition. Um, what are some things you've got and you've struggled with them or they struggle with? Can't get them to track. So I feel like I can't go any further because I don't know what they're eating and everyone's like, oh yeah, I eat pretty healthy and I'm like, yeah, your idea of healthy yeah. my idea of healthy is. So they just find it too hard, too overwhelming. Um, yeah, they just don't want to do it. Yeah, well, I've got two, I've got two options um, that I use with that. So I go, the first one, as I say to them, look, like we can get you to the point that you are right now and not get you any further in ways body composition because we can't, you know, you're not willing to do that extra mile, so yeah. you're not willing to go that extra mile, we can't get you that extra mile. But if you're happy with how your body looks now, we're going to keep you there, mm. um, in ways of physique and body composition. Mm. Um, and if you want to improve, this is what you have to do. Does that make sense? So yeah. give them that ultimatum, give them that choice, because in the day, like, you can keep you up at night sometimes, because you're like, why is this client doing that? Why is this client coming in drunk every third Thursday? <laughs> 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 Donut cocktails they're going to be drinking tomorrow, and I'm like, Where's that? Just Tubba Jam Donut. They're GT mums. Oh, perfect. Oh, business card for you. And his number again is. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, but yeah, and then the, the second option is um, teach them how to track, but minimize it to when they eat a meal, only picking three things to track. So, because, okay. like, unless you're in a concrete mode, um, there's like, is it, is it necessary to track, you know, every bit of cucumber or tomato and things like, all those small things? Yeah, but I find it's the small, I think maybe like their breakfast, lunch and dinner is not too bad, yeah. but as mums you tend to like knock down so, a lot of stuff when yeah, you're making yeah. afternoon tea and I think it's all that stuff they're not really aware of. Like, yeah, like fat snacks. And yeah, and the yeah. wine mm. and the cheese and the... Yeah. Yeah, so just make them like, if they're gonna have, you know, if they're gonna snack, tell them, switch out snacking for a meal, they'll feel better. Yes. And then um, make sure they track it, you know, if it's anything where they've got, if even if it is a snack, tell them like, if there's, you know, even just one or two or three things they eat in that snack, tell them, make sure they track that. Yeah. Um, I know it's, uh, tell them, you know, it's hard, because you know yourself, it is hard. Yeah. But tell them, keep it really simple. And the other way to do it is get them to do it at night, the night before. Um, mm. That helps, because it will help them stay a bit more scheduled, even mm. if it's just like tracking, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because then the next day they only got to add their snacks. Yeah. And it takes away how much they actually got to do. Yeah. So give them that ultimatum going, cool. So like, you know, body's here, to get to here, you need to do this. This is how we can do it to make it a bit easier. And just give them a couple options. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And same is because uh, most of our families and they eat out, mm. um, when they're tracking out, and I think I said this to you, I think I said this in the training book, but it's like, yeah. just pick the three main ingredients of the food they have when they are, or guess, mate, it's yeah. better to just guess then to not track at all yeah. and then just blow out completely because at least it keeps them somewhat accountable. I think it's more when they make a big meal trying to work out how much chicken they ate out of it. That's what she was just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah especially when you make it for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I tried to say, well, just cook 600 grams of chicken and you know yeah. you're going to get your four yeah. get the scales. out of it's like the I biggest. know, you literally yeah. leave them yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bro, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. I'll um, yeah. say as well, though, I like to say to people, it's like, well, you spend so many hours in the gym each week, like putting in the work, and especially something like my fitness power to track and like scan the barcode and put it in. You'd spend maybe f literally five or ten minutes a day max I know. Well, tracking then it your food. Everything. I know, yeah. I just cannot seem to get them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, literally, most people, like most of the clients I train that are in that, um, pretty much 35 to 50 range. Forget about people over 50 because they just don't want to talk about using their phone for anything. They're too advanced, right? They're like in that 35 to 50 range. Um, it's just their busy lifestyle and trying to get into the habit. Once they get into the habit, they can do it. But that's that's a hard thing, like you said, to get them over one. Um, and even that's when you just go, cool, like we can just drop back to your own fist size portions or palm size portions of food. It's like, don't worry about trying to track it, it's too overwhelming. If you get like- about photos. 
Yeah, photos work. I was just yeah. like, if you've got time looking at people's photos, it's just if you get, you know, if you're getting a lot of messages and data and emails you've got to respond yeah. to, it gets quite overwhelming for you too. Yeah. So just manage your yeah. own workload on that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just a couple of days, like, I might ask for photos for like a couple of days just to get an idea mm. of like what they're having and being like, okay, maybe try adding more protein to this and mm. less yeah. of that. I've got one client who does that. Yeah. Another thing too you can do is um, if they're in their budget to have their own food brought and prepared by someone else, mm -hmm. get them to do that. If they can afford to have someone come in and cook the meals just for them once a week mm -hmm. and prep all their meals so they've only got to make the family's meal, the kids' meals, whatever they have to do, mm -hmm. that will help too. So a few mm -hmm. little things you can implement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, at least if they're getting pre-made meals, you know, they know they're going to be about seven out per day, mm -hmm. and then they don't have to track it as frequently, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, a few little things there. Any other questions on that? Um, no, I don't think so. Maybe I'll just send them to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Just all right. No, Zach, you. let's hit it. What have we got? What are your questions? Uh, just comp prep. Yeah. So... The first one I wanted to sort of start with was like just the calorie intake and how obviously you want to be doing this over scanning over like a long period of time. I was wondering if during you know sort of as training phases you know progress or whatever how the calories work. I remember you saying how you either sort of try to build them up and then like lean them out or like vice versa. Yeah, it all depends on it. Really depends on how much body fat you got to start with. Um, yeah. Like, well, if the girl's got a specific compact goal, I'll say, like, I'll use the 14 site measurements and get them down to 100 mils first. Okay, let's talk about competing once you get down to about 100 mil, um, and then we can go from there. Yeah. Um, so, the first thing is just getting them lean enough to then be able to absorb a high amount of calories, if that makes sense. So, like, if we're starting a prep, so if you look at like an off season, is then trying to get down to a point where you can start building the calories up coming into the on season, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so like for example, if you get a client who's like, what, an average female who will be training for a few years, probably roughly about 160, 170 mils, and you can expect to drop about four to five mils on a total per week. So yeah. that will probably put her at about 20 weeks out from dropping down 100 mils sustainably. Not saying everyone drops that slow or that fast. Some people drop faster, some people drop slower. So then it's just about trying to get those calories to a point where they can still one perform well, um, and then still progress in ways of dropping body fat. And it's usually around that 15 to 20% range in a deficit off their baseline, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And so again, once you get down to 100 mil, then they're, they're gonna absorb food a lot more better, like a lot faster. Um, you know, after you had fried chicken last night, you felt today. I felt fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So like when you get, when you get someone down lean, they can have those high calorie days, like, you know, really, because what's your, what about, I had your 4,000 4, last night? Yeah, 4,100. Yeah, so it's like you have those high calorie days once you get lean to and they can really soak it up, if that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then so on that with the long high calorie days, is there like a set sort of days you would have or is it just change then? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so um like first we'll go back to the original question about like getting them uh, at the start there, building the calories up. So you wanna get them uh, just simply just tracking the set day, so it might be like just use like based on two thousand calories. That's what they have every day. Make sure they can do that seven days a week. Um, because there's no point giving someone high and low days if they can't consistently yeah. hit those numbers every day. So as long as they can do that for like four or six weeks and then you can start putting in high and low days. Yeah. And then pretty much what you're gonna do is you work out whatever their baseline is. And say their baseline is 15,000 calories per week. Um, and then you divide that by seven and that gives you your total calories per day. Um, and then what you're gonna work out is you go, it could be five days, uh, could be five days low, two days high or something. And then you work that out to be the total, it should be, if you're going for a deficit, obviously weekly total should be under the deficit. Yeah. And the surplus if they're in growth phase would be above that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. So, all depending on the person and how well they respond to it. Yeah. And then, sense. how would you determine, yeah, like the, and then do you sort of, do you go into like a leaning out phase like later down the line or does it just- No, like, like honestly, I like it, when you get, Anyone pretty much down under 100 mil, they're pretty, pretty lean. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of just keep there and get them to grow in that phase, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because a lot of people go, and I mean, the old school approach is that people go, they bulk, 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 then X amount of weeks out of comp, they try cut, 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 which from a performance perspective doesn't make a lot of sense. 
because yeah. you want them hopping on stage. You know yourself, you're hopping on stage, you hold poses for a long time mm-hmm. and you can feel quite drained. You don't want to be up there feeling shit when it's supposed to be your best day ever. Mm-hmm. So from my point of view, it's like, how about we get you eating the most amount of calories those few weeks out from comp? Yep. So that's when the calories should be the highest point. Because if you're doing that, you know, the leanness is always going to absorb it and blow out in ways of muscle mass and look very dry, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and give them that nice look. So again, it depends on the person, but generally you just want to be able to give them enough calories to perform well in those last few weeks because they're going to feel like shit anyway. Does make sense? Yeah. Yeah. How did you find when you're doing concrete those last few weeks? It was a chip that the brain fog was tough. Yeah. And you know, like managing life on top of it. It's like a full-time job, mm. just prepping and... The only thing I didn't like was I did the water loading and I don't think it worked for me. And in hindsight, I don't think I should have done it. Yeah. Um, it's just not eight litres of water. Generally, with like, I'm sort of thinking of like male bodybuilding is they just like go deficit, 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 like the whole way in. So, I'm sort of thinking from that perspective, but it does Depends. make sense. When if they're, like, if they're a natural athlete, um, you wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. So muscle mass would just disappear like yeah. that. Um, where if they're enhanced, you can yeah. get away with that because obviously, uh, with all enhancements, it's going to hold on to that muscle mass. Yeah. Um, and the protein synthesis rate is going to be increased, which is what happens if hormones are increased in the body. So if you're in a deficit, obviously it's going to have an effect on testosterone, natural levels, so it's going to bring yeah. it down, uh, and a bunch of other sex bone hormones. So if you look at it like that, keeping them in deficit for too long will have a point of diminishing returns. Does that make sense? So that's why having those high and low days in a weak space yeah. would benefit them. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Even though you can do like a weekly deficit, it's still important to have, uh, again, if they're natural, to probably have like you know, three or four high days compared yep. to uh, five low days, where if they're enhanced, you can probably get away with like five straight low days and two high days, does that make sense? Yep. So again, it just depends on that point. And do you combine the high days with your big, big training days as well? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you choose one of the muscle big, groups that you want to days. grow. Like if you've already got a really great set of shoulders, it's probably a good day to have a low day on. Because mm. um, you know people say you can't burn body fat and build muscle at the same time. Well, you can in a week. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, you can be in a yeah. deficit if you're going through fuel, you can be in a surplus where you're loading glycogen into muscles. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I always say to do it like a social day as well. Like if you're a social person, a lot of my clients are very social. Mm-hmm. So like on a, on a Thursday, Friday, day on the weekend, I'll say have your high carbs there, whether it be it come from alcohol or yeah, yeah, like that. That's the data factor it in. Yeah, yeah, that's the data factor in because then you're not going to screw yourself over. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. My clients. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Factor it in. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, you definitely factor it in. Sure. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and just like that. So you look at lifestyle things as well. So you get clients to social fit around around birthdays, uh, especially if they're in a relationship. That's really important. Make sure they keep you probably know Tara yourself. You got a family, right? And you got a husband. You got. You want to keep them around times when you got. Time with family, going out for dinner, going out with uh, yeah. your husband for your partner for a date night. It's like really important to keep those yeah, things yeah, to Yeah, um, yeah. You know it's be, really tough eating different to everyone else. Yeah. You don't want to take your prep food to like a restaurant, like can you heat that up? Yeah, I would I've be, taken it to the movies. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. 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 So I remember even, I was talking to Ellie Elliot recently. So can you please heat this up? <laughs> Chicken and rice up. <laughs> and he was saying about how, um, you know, with this, you know, you've got the partner's relationship, obviously a big part of it would be food and maybe you've met over like dinner and that's just been a big part and then as soon as you go into something like this, you take that away and you sort of think that's gone, is that something, a part of your relationship that goes and then maybe start to open up cracks and stuff like that. So yeah, you have to be careful. Sure. It's not just like you're eating less, it's like, well, this could be damaging like a relationship between you. Partner someone. has to be on board. Well, yeah. it's really hard yeah. if they're not. Yeah, it's such a time sabotage. And yeah, you can factor that in though. Like if you go to a restaurant, you can screen the menu first. You go, I can have like oh, totally. salmon steak or chicken you breast have and fish, rice. Yeah. No sauce. Yeah, you can. And maybe yeah. date night, 
go for a walk down the river, yeah. go on a paddleboard, or... Paddleboard? No worries, I'll go for a paddleboard. And then the next one was about the like the training phases yeah. and whether that stays quite consistent throughout or if it you have like higher and lower volume phases. Yeah, exactly. So pretty much what you'll look at is uh, progressive overload continuously. Yeah. So obviously you can't get to a point where you're training 24 hours a day, but what you can do is increase the intensity of the sessions. And again, what is the focus? So if you look at the goals, um, who have I got here? It would be a good example of bringing up bring someone up just so you can kind of see what I mean. Yeah, you want to make sure you periodize it. So get a full plan ahead. And I think there is something in the training guide here, kind of like a very basic type periodization that I use. So that's just the simple version. The more complex version would look like this. So you can see pretty much that's a full year of periodization, right? So if you look at where she is, so macrophases being 12 weeks, micro, sorry, macro meso cycles being four to six weeks and then micro cycles being one week so you want to break it down in phases and usually change programs every four to six weeks right so you want to progressively overload if you look at where rachel started for example it was like structural balance like you guys see that uh mine is a little bit yeah 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 you see like pretty much you want to have a, a main focus for that phase uh for that macro cycle and then you want to see that what type of program type physical targets you need to make and then, you know, if you're tracking baseline of calories and things like that, you're going to track that as well. So you want to look at what type of programs you need to do. So what I always do is I always write the first phase first, and then I write the last phase second. And then yeah. I just fill the gaps in between. So everything is to try to get them to be able to eat X amount of calories closer to comp and yeah. do X amount of training. And then everything is just kind of a fill in the space to there to get them to that point, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so training phases. So first phase might be like, say, structural balance, 10 to 12s. Um, then we went to heavy hypertrophy, which was like six to eight to try. And again, if we look at the goal for that phase or physical targets, like to try to increase overall skeletal muscle size, where the other one was increase the width of, what was that, sir? Oh, increase lat width for proportion, so proportion to a body. And then again, another one was increasing. So if we look at, we went to a modified GVT, which is like, you know, your German volume training, which is, you know, yeah. 10 yeah. by 10s and all that, that's modified. And you're trying to increase muscle density. So different phases will have different things. Um, and when you're looking at different rep ranges too, you gotta look at those goals suited to that. Yeah. Does that makes sense? Mm -hmm. And then if you look down to even further, you come down, you can use slightly more advanced methods for different things. But as you get closer to comp, there's only really a few things you need to work on depending on the federation they're in. Um, and like for most bikini girls, it's glutes, shoulders, lats, calves, everything else is kind of accessory to that, if that makes sense. So a lot yeah. of focus comes to just honing in those yeah. once you get the baseline out of the way. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. do you yeah. start that from scratch for every client or you have a basic template and then you adapt it? Um, actually, person? like that's the first thing I do pretty much for everyone. I'll run through like the first between 1 to 12 and 1 to 20 weeks mm. of just that type of baseline and just adjust it slightly. Mm. Then once I get for that first 20 weeks there, then I'll start going to Gold Pacifics right. um, for the rest of the year. So for most people, like, you know, they want to do a comp prep, it's going to be a minimum of 20, if they're, if they're in really good shape, it's going to be about a 20 week prep anyway. Mm. So you want to get them into a good position and then you can go into specifics from there. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Another thing you can do is progress is you want to look at like total sets and reps and how much you can increase those by everything. So if you look at like total volume in each phase or each day, the next phase they do, you want to make sure that's increased in some way too. So if it's a particular muscle group, so for glutes, for example, are doing last program in a week, they're doing a combined of you know 60 set working sets at uh, X amount of reps and weight. Yep. You're about to then progress that in the next phase. Does that make sense? So you progressively yep. overload that muscle group. Muscle yep. will plateau. Yep, no, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, cool. Any other questions there? Um, no, no, that's fine. And I think the last one was just about like, sort of like that week leading up, or like those last couple of weeks leading up, if there's yeah. many like sort of drastic changes you'd make. And then obviously that's- Like, honestly, you sh if, you're, if you get it right and everything goes smoothly, they should be ready about three, four weeks out anyway. Yeah. And then that gives you time to trial different things like water loading, carb loading, salt, sodium, things like that. So 
for most clients, if they're, if they're ready a few weeks out, you don't really need a water load. Um, you can water drop. What I mean by water drop is just decrease water. Don't cut it out completely because you know you're going to stay hydrated. Don't die. Um, the other thing too is salt. That's something you can manipulate. Um, but I mean, it's just total personal preference on what works for you. I mean, what I mean by not cutting out salt because you need sodium, um, it's just limiting the amount. Yeah. Help them dry out, and that's where you can go. Pretty much, you can do this about three weeks out if you want to give yourself a really good idea of what's going to happen to the body. Is if you do three weeks out, is trial peak week one, two weeks out, trial peak week two, then comp the final peak week. If that makes sense. So you can go. All right. So we're going to try this amount of carbs for this, you know, X amount, hundred grams of carbs or extra for those days leading up to it and see how the body looks on that Saturday, just comp will be in three weeks time on Saturday. So it's like, cool, we're gonna do this week with a trial peak week, manipulate water, manipulate salt, and then increase the carbs, and then see how they look on Saturday. Yeah. And if you're not quite happy with how they look, manipulate that again slightly for the next week and see how they look. Generally, like, you know, you can tell if they look better or not, especially as the day's long, and especially when you're manipulating, like if you get them to do photos every single day, you can see how their body changes every single day and you'll find out those two weeks will be one day where they just look perfect. Yeah. You're like, whatever the hell we did that day before, that's what you do the day before comp. Yeah. And that's what you do leading up to comp. And it kind of, get, kind of just gives you a safety net. So you're not kind of going, oh, we'll just see okay. what happens comp yeah, week. Which is, to me. Yeah. Yeah, and like, um, I don't know if I would say genetics or ethnicity, but um, Shay, for example, who's Vietnamese, right? Mm. Um, completely different to you. But similar with her, the first trial peak week we did, I did the water load, mm. um, and then did the water drop, and she looked terrible. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not work. I was like, all right, let's try not do the water drop. And then we did, um, uh, I went carbohydrates, like I was about 500 grams a day, which is a lot for a 50 kilo female. And, yeah. and she, she looked good, but she still looked flat. Mm. And then the day after she went, after the, her shoot, she just went nuts and everything. Then she looked great. I was like, "Cool, we're gonna use that next time." Because yeah. like, you can like push the limits. If you give yourself enough time to push the limits to see how much you can load in. Yeah. And like, even though you can overspill carbohydrates, they're really, really lean. It's kind of hard to overspill with carbohydrates. If that makes sense. So you can yeah. kind of keep pushing the limits. And when you look at the carbohydrates you load in, you want to go. You want to slowly increase almost like 100 grams every time you try to do it. So, say example, you go, "Cool on the." Thursday, Friday before comp, each day you're gonna be aiming for about you know, a moderate amount of carbohydrate, like 400 grams of carbohydrates. They still look flat. Next week, like, cool, we're gonna try 500, then come in and comp something, like, go all out, go 600. Um, yeah. See how the body looks, because it looks better with more, as an example. Yeah. Or it could be too much, you're like, oh, you know, you're starting to put soft sort of dog in the back. Yeah. Depends. Make sense? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Does that answer that question? Yeah, yeah. 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 So good. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Jack's not sure. <laughs> no, man, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I think about all like the, if you watch any like Mr. Olympia, Generation 9, it's the exact same thing that they do coming into it. Like the day before the show, they go and eat like a piece of shit. Yeah. And then the next day, they're just like jacked. Sometimes they're you vascular. look better the day after. Yeah, 100%. Well, you're looking yeah. vascular, you're looking pumped. So I agree 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cool, man. Yeah, 100%. <clears throat> um, any questions about that, Tara? I don't think so. No, just absorbing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Uh, anything else you want to talk about from that? Um, I know it's a bit of a run through, but yeah, just kind of just give you a vague idea. Yeah, no, that gives me like good enough idea now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. The main the main thing with comp prep is have your periodization written out. Write the first phase and kind of write what you want them to be. Like write a program for their physique how it should look. Those that pretty much you know six weeks before comp. Yeah. Because if you write that last, then you can kind of just map your yeah. way out to that, if that makes sense. Yeah. You've got your destination, you've got your starting point, because you know, there might be 150 mils or something, you know, like when you get down to X amount of mils, um, or you're gonna you know, get this type of zig, so we just wanna be able to fill in the gaps between there, yeah. you just don't wanna go hard at first. And the same thing, right, like if we look at, you know, we use Rachel as an example, her first program was a very basic 12 by 10 program, she vomited in the first session. She asked me last week why the program she's doing now, she's not, she didn't do it at the beginning. And I said, do you remember what happened in your first session? Like, yeah. I felt sick after yesterday, <laughs> all afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember your first session when we did lunges? Yeah, dude, it was so easy. <laughs> I was like, when is it going to get hard? We're going to do the workout. It's disappeared for three weeks. I went to Melbourne. <laughs> I just came to Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, went up the group for three weeks. Yeah, that was pretty horrific. Yeah. 
It's but, amazing uh, how your body adapts though, isn't it? Oh yeah, mm. and now we start working out properly, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the other thing you look at, right, is you want to progress the program. And generally as clients get stronger and they get fitter, like the amount of volume you can just handle more, mm. and they kind of sometimes might forget where they started. Yeah. It's like if you gave them that sort of program, if I gave her the program she's on now at the beginning, she just wouldn't benefit from it at all. She's like, this is like, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. And that's almost similar to with like, um, like a peak for like powerlifting. Yeah. You can't just go from like going, you know, 10 reps to go into that one rep straight away because you're, yeah. you're going to not be strong and you're just going to, yeah, increase yeah. injury risk and exactly. stuff like that. It's just the opposite, it's just opposite approach. So obviously with like, Powerlifting is you want to start them on a higher phase to build structural balance, you want to make sure joints and ligaments, um, strength endurance is there. Yeah. And when you look at strength endurance for muscles, you're looking at for to protect the joints and ligaments on heavy load. So if, if you start <coughs> if you start off on that high range of like you know 10-12s, then you go the next phase might be six to eights, next phase yeah. might be four threes, next phase might be twos and singles. Yeah. Um, so over a you know 20 week period, you do that where with hypertrophy for example it's like you kind of go up you come down and then you start going back up yeah that makes sense so you can go into like the lower rep ranges um but again you gotta look at the goal for that athlete if the goal is to have a thinner waist and you probably don't want to do heavy barbell movements so generally mm-hmm. you want to take those out about 10 weeks out as well um just so yeah. the waist pulls them that makes sense because yeah. obviously your squats and deadlifts and things like that they're going to increase they're going to increase your waist thickness because yeah. you know you're building through the abdominals Spinal erectors are going to get large, so if you take them out about eight, 10 weeks out, then it gives you time for that to pull in nice and tight, and then focus on building lap taper and glutes, and it just brings everything good nice and tight. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where a powerlifting, for example, obviously, is you try and get built down to doing those heavy singles on the stock as you do. Yeah. Yeah. And get that gut as big as possible. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Get the power belly. Yeah. It's going to pop off. Yeah. 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 Right, is that all about, are you too hot there in the summer? That's nice. Oh, is it? Okay, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Cool. Right, any other questions on that? Um, no, nah, that's all I sort of had for, for the moment. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Answer it well, though. Because you probably will, like, being here, you'll probably you'll get a few clients who want to compete. And, like, yeah. if that's the training side. And the other thing you got to talk about is the mindset and the financial side. So you gotta remember yeah. that, you know, for them to do a good result, you know, yourself, Tara, there's money for your coach, there's money for supplements, there's money for food, there's money for posing. Those bikinis but, are expensive. Yeah, bikinis, like, yeah. How can this be 600 bucks? It's like- 600 bucks? Yeah, five, yeah. 600 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen how tiny they are? I know. Oh, yeah, they make a killing that up, can you play safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so that's obviously business, business side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> TPT goes into well. The cobweb. And you're gonna offer to do the fitness. Oh, yeah. like, oh, we need this side. All the GT mums. <laughs> and I think psychologically. I'm <laughs> so <of> excited. <laughs> oh, what are you saying, um, A lot of girls develop eating. Yeah. For some of them, that competing can be another form of food control. Yeah, big time. And, can yeah. Lead into, and it's hard. To come back from being you yeah. know, below 10%. Yeah, it's tough. Mm. it does. Like it, it, menstrual cycles and yeah. hormones yeah. and yeah. And that's another reason why, I should probably say that, but another reason why I don't think you should drop to the lowest point right before comp because the body's under the most stress and weighs the volume. Yeah. Um, you generally like you know pushing it your hardest. So that's usually the period where girls lose their cycle. And if you're losing your cycle, then it's a point where you're no longer in your best state to perform well. No. So that's where you can gauge, and you'll notice probably a lot of my checking forms, it's always asking, oh, when's your next cycle date? Is it regular? Because if that is, it means your body's in a good position to perform well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to keep them, use that as a gauge. If at any point it goes, or there's irregular, or it's irregular, um, then you want to see what's going on. Best to always refer out, go to a doctor, see what's going on hormonally. Yeah. Um, and make sure you've got a good relationship with that doctor so you can, uh, like, well, one, they can explain it well to their client and they can refer it back to you as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. So making sure everything's okay there. Um, because, yeah, like I said, loss of period and that. If, you, if you're losing the period, then it's going to have a big effect on your hormone profile, which will have yeah. uh, a big effect on the mental health as well. Yeah. And so like, they wouldn't be able to be on the pill or anything if they were going into a 
Like it's completely okay. up to them, but for a lot of girls that are, it's going to help them store fat around their lower part of the body. And if they want to get on the stage, that's there can't be any fat there. Yeah. So yeah. if they're in a relationship, that's something you've got to chat it up to them. Go look, it's up to you. But there's probably a good point where if your body's in a mimicking being pregnant, it's going to hold on more body fat, which is going to make it harder to get everything diced and yeah. sliced for stage. Um, and if they're in a relationship too, that's something they have to talk to their partner about. Yeah. As well, and like just be clear about their goals because. If the partner's on board with their goals, they should be supportive in whatever yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah, Does that yeah, make sense? Sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and again, going to the psychological part, it's like, are they ready? Because a lot of girls want to compete just to look good. It's like, yeah, how about, yeah. and this is why I say, if you can get to 100 mil first, let's talk about competing. Because when they get to 100 mil, they look fucking awesome. Yeah. They look right. wicked. And yeah. it's like, do you actually want to compete or do you just want to look yeah, this good? Yeah, if you happily yeah. sit at 15%, you'd be happy to. Yeah, exactly. Well, and most girls get there and they're like, yeah. I'm happy yeah, there. I don't want to actually compete. Yeah, because yeah, I like it's actually a lot of work to get further. Because every time you get to a certain point, you know the strength, right? Yeah. You hit your natural ceiling, and then to push past that takes extra amount. And same with body fat. Once you get to a certain point, it's usually around that hundred mil mark. Once you try to get down to ninety, and then is generally around eighty to between eighty to sixty-five, depending on the person, the amount of muscle mass. To get every mil down from there is a fight. Yeah, it yeah, takes yeah. You know, manipulation and everything to go with it, you know, manipulating cardio, making them do cardio. Uh, <laughs> I did it once this week. Oh. Gave cardio three times a week and he's like, I did it once. But I got a lot of stuff on there. <laughs> so yeah, it's like those little manipulations you've got to make as you're getting down there, but that's where you got to look at, um, do they actually want to do that? Because yeah. it's a lot. Right, you know yourself, Sarah. It's, it's a lot mentally. And oh, you... double day training. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so easy for people to say, "Oh, I want to do that. I want to do a comp and look good." But it's actually like, yeah, you want to do it, but like, do you actually want to do it? Like, yeah. do you want I don't even coach yourself. Photo shoots. So even if they got down yeah. to like twelve or thirty, yeah, they still look great in a bikini. But you know, yeah, exactly. I don't think you can get them doing it. Just get them into a powerlifting. Yeah. Uh, if, like if it's a long way out, they're a long goal. It's like, cool, I want you to do a powerlifting problem because um, one, you have to cut down, you know, if you can get them into a weight class, you're like, I need you to make weight for this weight class. Yeah. Might only be two or three kilos off where they are. It gives them more goal to work towards. It also gives them that discipline about to hit those numbers that they said they want to hit and mm. stick to the training and deal with the failures that come with it. Because you know damn well when you strength train that there are times where you hit failure. And that's another thing, especially bikini girl athletes that come in and come from a mindset of, you know, the ne- uh, younger girls also, who've never failed anything, you know, did really well in school, they've got money to spend, and they want to do this. Yeah. It's like, cool, you're going to get points where you're going to fail, and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be okay with that. Yeah, you're going to be okay with that. Yeah. yeah, and if you look at, like, um, if you put them for a strength phase where they're hitting numbers and they can miss lifts, it's good yeah. for them to learn that. Does it make sense? Yeah, so yeah. It's just another way to, to, to physically teach them that it's okay to fail. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Tara? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, There's you do, so many aspects to it. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah, and like you do, you do get those. You know, some some of those clientele that they're just like they just kill it with everything. Like yeah. they might be academic, the job, everything's really good, mm. and then they get to that point of failure where they're like, oh, you know, my body fat went up for whatever reason. I just I can't do this anymore. Now. I just don't want to do it. And it's like it's mm. okay. Yeah. You it's, not gotta, linear, it's not a linear process. No, exactly. You've got to explain that to them. That it is, it is a process that everything's fluid and something doesn't work. You dial back and go a different way. Yeah. So you know, change completely goals. It's like, all right, cool. Now you're in the sooner or less. You don't want to do anything. It's like, we're not going to the opposite side. <laughs> it's like, we're just kind of Back to adjust. the power lifting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Sure. Awesome. All right. Is that it for yours? Yeah, I think that was, that was yeah, covered yeah. it all. Right, what you got? Well, my well-prepared question <laughs> that I definitely didn't know about. Um, mate, in terms of attracting the right people or attracting people for online business in terms of like online coaching programming, what has been the most successful thing for you to draw that in? Uh, I think having high engagement on your... Um on your social media will be the main thing from the types of clients you want to train. Mm. If that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if it's like, um, like probably the people who do it best, if you look at it, like, you know that guy who did that, that TikTok video uh, and the cowboy thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's got a really high engagement on his thing because his, his stuff's very funny, but then his sort of clientele will react to that. Yeah. Does that make sense? So, 
if you look at, depending again where your demographic is and who is your ideal client, like Madison was saying, you've got to build yeah. that avatar. Yeah. Once you've got that avatar, everything else there kind of it just it makes it easier to target towards. Yeah, it flows from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just got to build it. I think that's what we're talking about you last week about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we're talking about, um, uh, Tara was talking about the the store, this Lululemon, what's that one? Uh, style Runner. Yeah, mm. so it's like, that's where her clientele shop. Yeah. So getting um, getting her flyers and getting stuff out there where she can be in there as a face mm. to talk to them would be ideal, right? Where like say for example, someone like Zach's client might be the you know powerlifter that like wants to deal with two hundred kilos that probably only eats macas. Yeah. Yes, the macas so. die. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like knowing yeah. where those like one of the things that Madison went over really well is like. Where do those people shop? You know, if they shop in person or online, um, you know, what do they spend their money on? Do they spend their money on, you know, um, for example, it could be they spend it on lashes or spend it on hair. Uh, if it's a guy, like where do they spend, you know, do they eat out, like yeah. socialize or hang out at the lookout, whatever it is. Um, and then it's like, who are their friends? And then finding out where their friends do. And like, and that's where the power of social media comes in because a lot of people use hashtags. And if your clients like to, like say the, you know, the GT Mums, for example, mm. they like to go to Crown every month or something to save their husband, then you can click on the hashtag Crown and see where they tag in because you can oh. see all the people that use that hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone that's ever used that hashtag Crown Perk will be there. Yeah, and you can okay. go through and just follow each one of those people yeah, yeah. and then start engaging with those type of people because yeah. their friends will see you comment on their stuff and eventually you'll build rapport with them online because mm. you know, in person, the same age, it's, it's not, we don't always have time to go out and meet people, but if you're doing it from the backspace of your phone, building that rapport becomes a lot easier, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I suppose for you, it's like trying to build rapport with potential clients online. Yeah. Yeah. I just find it the hardest, like to have yeah. time to do that. That's it. Mm. Yeah. The time management yeah. is, is hugely important. And that's where I struggle with um, my social media engagement. Cause I get, get home, I, couldn't, I don't want to look at my phone. Yeah. Get away from you. You're too busy looking at my clients, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's off the record? Fire emoji. <laughs> fire emoji, all my clients. Really? Gage yeah, of fire. Yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some steps. <laughs> no, but this is a good thing about utilizing and outsourcing. Like, there's a really good book by Tim Ferriss, you probably read it, Four Hour Workweek. <laughs> You seen that one? No, you know those tools yeah. of Titans and that. Really, really good books, but you read Four Hour Workweek? No, but I know the book. Yeah, yeah. So his is on the extreme of um, running his whole business to only work four hours a week because mm. um, his business was purely online. Um, and this was going back a few years ago, but he was selling sports supplements. Yeah. And yeah, he's one of the first people who did that for dropshipping. So yeah, he's been able to run his whole business by only working four hours a week. So he just set, you know, half an hour for emails once a week. And he said like, there was never, he did that and there was never anything urgent that, you know, someone died and they had to send him an email. It's like, yeah. it was really important not to call. Um, so he went to the extreme of doing that, but the dial back from that is about outsourcing your work. So if engagement is hard, get yeah. someone else to do it. Like um, there's what, there's three people that do the LiveFit page, for example. So you've got Madison, you've got Casey, and you've got Lotus. Each of them have three different roles. Like Lotus's job, she's a uni student, she's 18 or 19, like, the only thing she likes doing is being on social media. Yeah. And she's like, I was like, could you, you know, for, it might be trade them off for a session a week or something. And, and it's like, giving them that as a um, leverage point to then do an hour's work on engaging on social media. Yeah. As an example. Yeah. And then, you know, kids on phones, I say kids, I mean, a few years younger than me, but <laughs> like, you know, they like, they, they are such a wizard. And if you, especially yeah. if you get a young female who likes to stalk people, uh, just, Generally, like they become really good at trying to hunt down clients yeah. for you. Yeah. And if I look at like the LiveFit page and the engagement that shot up on there, just from her doing that, it's been huge. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Perfect. So, best thing is if you don't like doing it, outsource it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't do that for things like cardio, but. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> shots at poor Jack. <laughs> Jack's like, this will be my first and my last trainer. Yeah, yeah. Of GTPT signing out. GTPT has left chat. Yeah. That's so funny. I think right. like yeah. the hardest bit as well though, I'm not sure for you, but for me, is just finding that like avatar though. It's like you sort of just gotta discover who you, like those people are that you wanna train and then yeah. from there just dial it in. Cause it's easy to just keep thinking over thinking, oh, I wanna to appeal to everyone, but realistically you can't you appeal to everyone. You really gotta just yeah. get specific and try and dial into that niche. 
which is I'm finding like quite tricky at the moment. Yeah. Trying to like figure it out and find what works, but I think you'll find they'll come I'll to find you. That, yeah, yeah, they come to you. me, and then I was like, oh okay, and then they talk to each other, and then it's referral. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so it. It takes so much time, and you have to be comfortable with training people that aren't your avatar. Yeah, especially yeah. starting out, because I would say maybe like two percent, five percent of my clients fit my avatar. Yeah. Everyone else is just yeah. kind of people that go through the pipeline, right? Yeah. That's the thing that annoys me. That's so. That's the most draining thing about my week is because I know that I'm not don't have my right avatar, and yeah. that's the environment that I'm in. I'm at a health club. Like I'm not yeah. at a proper like performance center, and yeah. that's the most annoying part. Because it's a different kind of person yeah. that comes. But you yeah. have to fit the generalized avatar. And for me, in, in my environment, but here, you can definitely like specify mm. the avatar and try and bring that in. And I feel like those people come here anyway. Like yeah. people yeah, that want to perform and do well track calories, do cardio, all that stuff, want to come yeah. here versus a health club. Like, yeah. So. GT mums though, there you go. GT, that, and that's, that's like your 90% avatar. of my, that's not my that. avatar, but that's like the 90% of my, <laughs> yeah, 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 my body. Yeah, yeah. So I have to be comfortable in, in training them, which I can. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. I suppose the question would be, who is your avatar? Like uh, male, female, age bracket? So male and female between 18 to 35, yeah. want to really perform, um, have goal specific, come from western suburbs okay because that finance is important um live in location Africa. location 100 location yeah. is huge yeah um and people that actually generally want to work hard you know and, and perform so that's my avatar um suppose it's everyone's ideal client right it's one that listens to you and yeah yeah but like i i know in a day i'll have a person that i like to train and like people that i don't like yeah. they get a much better session than the, uh, than the other ones. Like they get a good session, but we vibe better. They yeah, get a yeah, better, better chemistry. And I would push them hard, push them connection. so hard. Yeah. That's really important, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And like, you see how I am with Jerry. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he yeah. spends most of the session giving me shit. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> He's Jerry. always giving me yes, shit. <laughs> 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 but like, I, I like that too, because it breaks up the, the typical, like, yeah. like, if you look yeah. by avatar, I always say, if you can break it down to an exact person that you train as your avatar, Casey Watson is my avatar. And yeah. it's pretty much a lot of the girls come train with me because they've seen Casey train with me. Yeah. And they want to be something, they might not want to be exactly like Casey, but they want to have the confidence she does. Um, yeah. It might not just come from training, but that sort of thing. So you marketing, when you do have that avatar and you want to train people like that, make sure you push them at the front of the line so people see them. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. 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 Like my lovely Kate from Kenya. Yeah. yeah. She's like nearly halved her body weight. And yeah, whenever wow. I wow. post a photo of her before and after, and it's just from her not being able to do a push up to doing a push up on her toes, yeah, like always getting quiet. Yeah. yeah. Love it. And it's relatable, and she's a school mom, so everyone actually sees her. And yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. So exactly. The So it's like, yeah. where is she? Yeah. She's doing yeah. a school job. And yeah, she's not bikini, you know. Bikini comp prepping, but she's no, no. smashing it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um, she's made massive strides. And it's achievable yeah. for people who have come on weight to lose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. It's like, don't be afraid to recycle posts because most people won't remember what you posted two days ago, let alone two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. So if you posted, say, for example, um, uh, like, say, for example, you got a client's before photo and then just update a new photo. Mm. from last week even though you posted their photo last week someone who does this really well is Shana Garcia uh, for her clients and like she trains a lot of females and for females like previously before Tyra came on board any female that didn't work well for me I'd send her her way because she was a real hard bitch like she would just like she would take shit yeah but I'm kind of a bit more like 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 for, for women who are like they tell me how they need to eat and train. I'm just like, look, I'm probably the wrong dude for you. But it's someone who can help you. Yeah. So I refer them out, right? So that's the other thing, knowing when to refer out if they don't yeah. work with your vibe or personality. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going into that, like she, every single week, if you watch her stories, it's her posting her clients' check-ins, every single one of them, even though they might be the exact same four photos, just an updated progress photo. Yeah. 
every single week and you know it might be like 50 girls there's so many so she constantly and she constantly does people like those questions and people are like how do i train with you how do i train with you all right so she gets a and i mean this is small social media but she gets a lot of girls who look at those girls want to be those girls and for example might be the mums and school mums right mm. who look at that lady what's her name kate 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 Kate, yes, Kate, sorry. Um, it might be Kate, and they look at her and go, cool. And they keep asking Tara, it's like, how do I look like that? Where can I start? What can I do? Yeah. And it's like, so making sure that the front or whatever environment they're in. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. If your clients, most, you know, if you look at the average age of client between 18 and 26, sorry, 35 is what, 27? Mm-hmm. Where do they spend their most time? What do they spend their money on? Who do they hang out with? Um, That'd yeah, be your easiest client, wouldn't they? Because they have like no kids. Yeah. Yeah, no tie downs. Yeah, yeah. disposable Can, income. That's the you main know, thing. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, and just trying to market towards those. And when you have those clients come in, even though it might be one or two percent, I mean it took me for the first few years of training everyone. And I hated training everyone. I'm just yeah. just personalities I just don't get on well with because like yeah. I like to have a good time when I'm training with people and you know, I, I don't mind taking a bit of crap and giving a bit of crap. But yeah. at the same time there's some people who are just very, you know, that just don't socially awkward. Yeah, they're, they're, they're some people that are a little bit more and funny enough I train a lot of introverts who um, would, I would not expect to be attracted to me, but they have you know, awesome personalities. Yeah. So it's like being able to let people be themselves around you is a big thing too. Yeah. That makes sense. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, Does that answer your question at all? Well, I can't even remember your question. <laughs> well, I wish I could pay it. I wish I got an email. Yeah. Um, no, no, 100%. Um, like how do you hone into that clientele for online? So like, yeah. uh, I suppose with online training, you've got to look at, the people who do online training best cast a very big fishing net. So they cater to everyone. Yeah. Like online training is like a big box gym. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So if you want to build a big online base, then you've got to throw a big net. Um, if you want to specialize, and someone who probably specializes best in Australia is probably Troy Thornton with um, IFBB girls. That's the, for like two years ago, that was the only type of clientele who trained. He trains different federations and general clients now, yeah. but that was his only thing, but a lot of girls would look at that and want to look like that, and then eventually just start taking them on as general, general pop type clients, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So whatever it is you're trying to target towards, you can probably specialize in online yeah. and try to push that out for people who want to be like that person, yeah. and then bring the big magic. Does it make sense? Yeah. I don't know if that's the right analogy, does it yeah. make sense? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I appreciate it. I don't know if you feel like Alex Gamble, but he does it really well. I follow quite a bit of his stuff because he does it only online now and like yeah as you're saying like the net you cast it and like it's good yeah generalised program yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's and just like yeah like lifestyle as well and like just like sustainability yeah he like does that really well which I think is like a good a good like marketing point for people because yeah. most people just think they got to go balls to the wall like can't eat anything they like to eat and things like that yeah when realistically as long as you're in that calorie target you can do sort of whatever you want. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose it's like, because you have an awesome personality, but Thanks, if, man. <laughs> if I looked at your Instagram, like if I, if I viewed your profile, yeah. um, you wouldn't see it. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just, I, whoa. It's like a compliment sandwich. What's your Instagram? I was going to say something really bad then. <laughs> um, my personal one or my business no, one? Uh, the, the GTPT. That's so funny. Baby. No, it's just the GTPT. <laughs> Yeah. But what I mean is like, it's um, you have such an awesome personality, if you portray that more, yeah. you get more people like you attracted to you. I find it hard on the camera, because I'm like, I'm shit on the camera. You're good if I pop Jamie, it out. Hey? If I pop it out, you're good. What'd you say? If I pop it out, you're good. <laughs> He's on that's, uh, He's that's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to repeat it one more time? <laughs> yeah. Only fans are Lincoln Bio. Oh, Tara. <laughs> Sorry, Tara. <laughs> That's good, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, it's hard, because like, whenever we're here, it's like fun as, man, like it's good vibe, and then it's hard to get it. I train like maybe once, twice max, up out of this, because I could do like three sessions a week. And when I go there, I don't want to be on the camera, I just want to chill out. Maybe you have to be my videographer as well. (laughs) Maybe. But um, this is the other thing, where if you get someone who is a younger clientele, Yeah and you may deal with them as an example that whatever you know whatever terms and conditions you wrote always have uh, sorry anytime you do have someone come on board always give them a contract for trading services so you less out the clear intentions that will work they need to do and yeah. reply for services so if shit is a fan you can always get sued so be aware of that but 
down. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah, 100%. So like, if you do get a younger person on board training that is your ideal clientele, and they do have a bit of spare time on their hands, and they love being on the phone, yeah. um, get them to do it for you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you think like, I, I wouldn't know how to make any of the videos Casey does, but that's yeah. what she's pretty good at. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So just getting other people to help, um, because there's no point you, if you, this is gonna sound like a really nerdy reference, but think of like Star, Star Trek or whatever. Where no, like you got no, that. Give me a lot of money, Josh. Whoa, I'm picking up there. That's slums. Like, um, so you're, you're the captain of the ship, and your goal is the mission, right? Yeah. But for that mission to work, you're gonna have other people who specialize in different areas to help yeah. you get there. So don't do it all yourself, it's probably the best thing. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And like, I think you were saying like your daughter is really good with cameras. Yeah. 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 With what, sorry? Canva. Oh, Canva. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Canva. yeah. yeah. and it's like, <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the kids now they know, yeah, they know so much about technology that you know, they wouldn't have a clue about. And yeah. 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 Mm, so okay. getting other people to help you is probably your, your, would be your biggest strength. Yeah. 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 It's just outsourcing. Outsourcing things you're not good at. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone else at the <laughs> film you training someone. If you get someone else to film you. Yeah. Yeah. I know at Revo. I don't know what's like good luck, but at Revo, the staff would, you know, the, the casual staff wouldn't generally be busy all day. Um, so I'd be like, cool, you're coming in to help me film. <laughs> just yeah. ask them, like, you know, like, you got staff there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just get them to. Yeah. I feel like I had a pretty like taxing policy on like filming. And the lighting is terrible in the gym. Yeah, that is right. to the quality as well. Lapses. Get your own light, ring light. It might be a fifty dollar investment. Oh, yeah, you can stick on the back of your phone. Yeah, there is one that you yeah. get on the back of your phone too. Like, There's get an investment with a bit of light. Yeah, that might be fifty. It might cost you 50, 80 bucks, but that will just increase your quality. Can you not have other people in the background? Is it that kind of thing? Oh, so I, you'd have I, to I feel careful. like that. Any, like the the old management were like very against it. Yeah. Uh, and How do they expect you to grow your business in this day and age? Like, it doesn't make you sense like, it's like very corporate in that yeah, area like, yeah. 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 which is like their short fall yeah. amongst yeah. staff as well um, I've filmed with people in the background before and they don't really have a problem it's just like one of the things to deal with yeah it's like yeah. if someone's filming and I'm in it like whenever you're doing videos like, obviously it's different for us but like if I was in a gym and someone's recording in the background like, most people aren't going to really care yeah. they're not even going to know yeah and if I do say yeah, something, you just, 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 just smack them in the mouth. No, punch <laughs> <laughs> directly in the face. <laughs> no, but like just ask. Yeah, yeah, if someone's there, just choose a different angle. You can always yeah. find somewhere to work. Yeah. Um, and don't overthink it. Like, uh, like I said, specialize and be authentic online. If I look at like you, you've probably seen a lot of stuff I post is quite controversial. You know, it might be about drugs, might be about sexual abuse, it might be about you know my beliefs, but. What I find is over the you know, X amount of years, when I was back in Shredded, I would really struggle to build rapport with people because I was trying to be a set way. I was trying to be who I thought I had to be. And yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I was limited. I was limiting myself, but now I just talk about whatever I want. And nine times out of 10, especially with female clientele, where I mean, I used to train a female, it might take almost 10 months for her to open up to me about something that's happened to her life to why she's actually here. But now, usually in the first 10 minutes, if you're not know, kind of toes, like, you know, I'm here because I want to better myself because mentally I was you know, abused when I was younger or I suffered a heavy drug addiction, almost died. And like within the first 10 minutes, you can build that rapport because they already know what you like. Yeah. Um, or they already know your story. Where previously, when I wouldn't talk about that, it would take a very long time for someone to speak to me about that. And yeah. I mean, it's heavy stuff, but that's what I'm comfortable with talking about. So it's kind of finding what you feel comfortable talking about in front of the camera Betray that even if it's just personality yeah. wise, do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. There you go. I think that's it, guys. Any other questions? That's, a, that's an hour. Tell wow. me your perfect Sunday. <laughs> my perfect Sunday yeah. is actually lying on my couch um, watching comedy. <laughs> what was that? <laughs>